You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions. Today's questions is about the Proverbs 31 woman. Hi, Michael. You always say that we need to take the word at its word. We don't add or take away. You say not to worry with what we think it means. What does it mean? A few weeks ago, this is in a sermon series in Proverbs, which is currently airing on Michael Easley Sermons, if you want to go check that out. A few weeks ago, you mentioned that Proverbs 31 woman was not really about a woman, but was about wisdom. This was surprising to me because since I've read it as a little girl, it seems very cut and dry. It's a lot less ambiguous than some other verses and books of the Bible. I mean, I agree, Lauren. I never looked at this passage as a burden. I always love the fact that God took time to show us this amazing reflection of what I believe so many women do and are. She goes on to say some more about how the Bible talks a lot about work, how we should be diligent, prudent, wise. And she thinks that the Proverbs 31 falls in step with that and also really plays on the giftings that she believes he gave women. So again, this really goes back to you in a sermon series on Proverbs said, guess what, everybody? Newsflash, Proverbs 31 isn't actually about the perfect woman. And our friend Lauren, what's funny is I think 90% of women hear that and they're like, oh, thank God I don't have to be the Proverbs 31 woman. And of course, we know that there are dozens of ministries out there that are called including the Proverbs 31 ministry that are all based in this. So I want to talk about that a little bit. But our friend Lauren, she was really disheartened because she Mm -hmm. likes that that chapter, it is nice because we don't have the Bible is not screaming to women. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, it's all male authors. So there is something lovely, perhaps, if it doesn't feel burdensome, <laughs> Psalm 31. And so, you know, I and mean, she even goes on to say, it even says she opens her mouth in wisdom. So is wisdom then talking about wisdom? So anyway, Lauren is a little disgruntled that you don't think this is about women. And so it's we, good. We want to hear well, from you. Well, it's good. So, and I didn't either for years. You know, for years I thought this was the epitome of the woman you were looking for. I remember in college guys saying, "Yeah, I'm looking for a Proverbs 31 wife." Oh yeah. So let's back up. Proverbs is a collection of literature. It's called wisdom literature. Yeah. Number one. Number two. The Proverbs don't begin until chapter ten. Right. Ninety percent of Christians don't understand this. One to nine is setting the foundation for these little witty wisdom comments that are going to be made. Third, this is really going to rock a lot of people's worlds. A lot of these were Egyptian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean they're not the Bible. It doesn't mean they're less important. It means these witticisms and wisdom principles were universal and God used them yeah. when Solomon's organizing them. And that takes nothing away. To me, it actually strengthens the, the wisdom literature because it means it's been around a long time. Yep. Okay, now, the woman is a personification throughout the whole, the wisdom literature. She is an adulteress or she is an excellent wife. She is the way of wickedness or she is the way of righteousness. So when you read through all of Proverbs, you're never thinking about a literal woman that's dragging you into righteousness. Yeah. It is easy to see a woman tempting you into adultery. But why sure. would the wisest person on the planet in a wisdom literature book only talk about women who are adulteresses and women who should be perfect wives? So you have to step back on it. Now, and there's another key in chapter 31, which interestingly is not written by Solomon, yep. and it was probably added later to Solomon's corpus of literature by a guy named 
King Lemuel, who we know very little about. In chapter 31.1, it says, the words of King Lemuel, the oracle, and we could talk a bit oh, yeah. about an oracle. The word prophetically means a burden. It's a heavy message. The oracle which his mother taught yep. him. Yep. So this is King Lemuel's mom yep. who taught him these things. Now, in chapter 31.10, it begins, an excellent wife who can find her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no like a king. That is a wisdom principle that is true, period. No doubt about it. But then when you start reading... But Anne, time out. Can't you pretty easily find a Proverbs that says, where was it? Excellent. Oh, yeah, Proverbs 31.10. There are other Proverbs that talk about how wisdom's worth is above jewels. Yes. Because that's one thing that I think I learned in one of my Old Testament classes was like you can almost find parallels to all of these verses... Exactly. Earlier in the Proverbs, yep. when it's specifically talking about wisdom. That's what I mean. When the over the 30,000, and well said, the 30,000 foot view on Proverbs is wisdom is personified as a woman. Right. This is what wisdom looks like. Yeah. She, she, she. Yeah. Contrasted to the adulteress. Right. She's going to take you this way. Right. She's going to be, my husband's gone, come lie with me. Is that a literal person? It can be. But I don't think that's what Solomon's teaching his son. He's trying to say wisdom, which is a very complicated thing, and make it attainable. Uh-huh. It's like a woman, left or right, uh-huh. a good woman or a wicked woman. Yep. That's the overarching principle. Okay. And so when you come to 31, now if you want to read these on your own, in which these Proverbs 31 ministries, I'm not mad at them. I just think they're taking a passage that is far more profound and kind of saying, this is how a woman should be. Now, would it be bad if a wife or a woman you know, committed herself to be like a merchant ship, to get up early, to get up late, to give food to her household, to buy a field, to make money, to gird herself? Of course not. But that's also wisdom. Right. Wisdom gets up early. Wisdom stays up late. And a wise woman can care for her family. A wise man can care for his family. A wise man could work hard. So if we, you know, the joke is there should be a proverb 32. Right. That's the wise husband. Right. And I don't think that's inconsequential. It's an argument from silence. We don't have it. My point is the wisest man who walked the planet second only to Jesus is taken this profound thing called wisdom and said it's attainable to those who want to learn. You've got the simple the naive and the fool primarily. The fool won't learn, and the simple and naive haven't yet learned, but they can learn. And so the book is culminated. A more likely a personification of wisdom is she. No doubt, no doubt applications for a wise wife, a wise woman, but I do not think that's the primary point of the passage, much less the book. Hmm. So for those of us, I can't even say us because I am one that falls in the camp. I was so relieved when I found out that this was not, you know, the one chapter God spoke to be recorded for how I had to be. But if this is only the personification of women at the same time as a woman, as a wife, I want to be wise. So you've already said this. I'm just trying to recap. It is not bad for me to— It's a personification of wisdom, not a wife. Yes, yes, sorry. But it's not like if I want to be a wise woman, that is a good passage for me to look at. This is what wisdom is. And so if I want to be wisdom and I can stake my 
claim on it. That would be a good prayer for me to ask for yes. wisdom. If Solomon asked out of the Lord and the Lord was so pleased that that was Solomon's request, I think the Lord would be pleased if that was also my request to be wise. So anyway, yeah. and you know what, Lauren, if you just hate this answer so much, it is okay. You can just decide <laughs> Michael's wrong on this one and live your life. Like you will be okay. Which I'm sure um, the Proverbs for doing ministry people who well, hear my they opinions. Have to. They, they have totally they have blacklisted staked, me. They stake too much. They stake too much on the Proverbs for one woman. So I would just say, you know, you maybe know, it's because I didn't marry a doormat wife. You know, maybe. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you didn't marry a Proverbs 31 woman. No, I was no, no, be like, no, You no. better be no, careful no. and back it up. Cindy easily would give you uh, her opinion on this without any, uh, hesitation oh my goodness okay. and she's a very wise woman she is a very wise woman. she works very hard she prays for her children she, she, all, she does all of the, she those things i would say husband. i mean i could read yeah, yeah. i could read this passage and go yeah my mom yep that's my mom that's yeah. my mom that's my mom i think my favorite we'll close with this since it's all about my favorite verse 25b she smiles at the future that's my favorite part about all this but if you think about wisdom Wisdom can smile at the future right. because wisdom knows God is We know sovereign. Christ is in Wis- control. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I love that. I want to be someone who can smile at the future, no matter what my current circumstances are, because I know God is good. He is in control. He has the last word. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Yahtzee. <laughs> All right. Next time. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info's in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is part of the Michael Easley in Context ministry. You can find more shows and biblical resources at michaelincontext.com. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 